The We Are Dog Nation podcast reports and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. This is the International We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And our dogs take the field in Neatland Stadium. And needless, needless to say, in Knoxville, Tennessee, we curb stomp those volunteers by the score of 43 to 14. It was a they were a 24-point underdog. We beat them out, beat them by 29 points. Cover the spread. It's always great to see the dogs play. It's always great to see a great win. And what a wonderful night it was. The temperature has changed down here in Georgia. It's no longer hot. It feels like the real fall time weather. It was just a wonderful, wonderful day yesterday. And I got to say, one thing about that defense, although we got off to a slow start, you know, had a lot, we allowed a big play and we allowed a drive. But that was just but at that second quarter with a 14 to 10, 33 unanswered points. That defense made some adjustments, shut it down. I mean, I know they're inferior opponents, but it, hey, look, they shut it down. You're, I mean, I know it's Tennessee. I know they trash. I know they're a dumpster fire, but they're still D1. And it's, it's a nighttime in their stadium, and they had, what, two weeks to prepare for us, and so all they heard how bad they were. And they are bad, don't get me wrong, in the words of Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. But I tell you, that defense, David Pollock came down in the summertime and watched the dogs, and one thing about David Pollock, I respect, he's going to tell the truth. He's not biased, he's not just going to pick Georgia to do, to do big things just because he went to UGA. He's not going to do that. And he said last summer, well, this past summer here, um, that that defense was, was legit and looking really, really good. And I tell you, for that defense not to allow a rushing touchdown yet, I know we haven't faced no big time back yet, but still, no rushing touchdown. We we lead right now in the SEC for a uh, fewest amount of rushing yards. And that is kind of it's, it's amazing because last year we struggled against the run at times. And we done made some adjustments, and they're doing what they're supposed to do. So I'm really, 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 really excited about this defense and the things that are going. I think the hire of Dan Lanning as our defensive coordinator was a wonderful idea, a wonderful uh, decision. I do remember how um, the other guys, like Jonathan Ledbetter, saying that the defense is going to be wild this year because – Led that because uh, Dan Lannon a little more free, a little more aggressive. Him and Glenn Schumann, and it's showing. 
I mean, with Aziz Ojolari, who I've been high on ever since I saw him play in the Sugar Bowl, uh, that guy could be a beast. And he already he had two sacks last night. We got a guy. We got people rush the passer and put pressure on the quarterback. The, and the more the season go on and on, the defense gonna get only better and better and better and better. So I'm really excited about that defense. But let's get to the offense. As you can see in the title, I put Jake Fromm as the best quarterback in all of college football. Now, I guess the, the latest saying nowadays is you'll make a statement and you say, change, they'll say, change my mind or don't at me or fight me. You can't change my mind after last night that Jake Fromm is not the greatest quarterback in all of college football. You can't change my mind. He is, in my opinion, humble, biased, whatever you want to say, he's the greatest college quarterback right now in all of college football. He's better than Tua. He's better than Trevor Lawrence. He's better than Justin Fields. He's better than whoever you can think of right now. He is better. And let me explain to you and tell you why I say Jake Fromm is better. Yes, he's extremely smart. Yes, he's very accurate. He's very efficient. He handles the football well. He does all those great things. But for somebody to over, and I know it's Tennessee, I know they're inferior, but to overcome Notre Dame, overcome Tennessee, and all other games going to win this year, to do that, to do all that, and have James Coley calling plays, that's impressive. Because last night, Jake Fromm had close to 300 yards passing and two touchdowns. That's impressive. You got James Coley calling me jet sweeps and these bubble screens. I'm like, come on. Let's do something different. Jake Fromm had over 12,000 passing yards in high school. He's not afraid to air it out at all. Why did I let him do it or what's going on? I don't know, but something needs to change up. I had a good friend of mine who's a Miami fan. He told me about James Coley when I first told him who our offensive coordinator was. He said, who? I said, yeah, James Coley. He said, oh, not that guy. He told me how horrible of a play caller or what a horrible job he did down at Miami. So I went back. I looked at the stats of James Coley. And true enough, each year, Miami's offense dropped off every year that James Coley was there as an OC. That's all, man. And I'm in skeptical and hoping and hoping for the best. Say, you know what? Maybe he's evolved. Maybe he has grown as a coach, offensive coordinator. Maybe he learned from his mistakes, and let's see what he's going to do. I mean, you got all this talent. I mean, we got, oh, my goodness, the, the best offensive line. You got great wide receivers. You got D-Rob. You got Dominic Blaylock, George Pickens, Matt Landers, Lawrence Cager, Eli Wolf, the transfer tight end, you know, Charlie Warner. You got a lot of great weapons. You got Zeus. You got Cook. You got Swift. You got Brian Herring. You got Jake Fromm. You got all these weapons. Surely you're going to light it up. I remember all the players saying this offense is going to be fun. It's going to be more explosive. I'm like, yes. We're still going to run the ball. Yes, we sure are. But we're going to open up that field with some play action. We're going to throw the ball deep some. We're going to 
go do this thing. And so first game come against Vanderbilt. We come out strong, we kind of kind of slowed down and said, well, maybe they don't want to show everything. It's Vanderbilt. I got it. Let's, let's, let's not show everything just yet. Then, of course, you had, what, Murray State, you had Arkansas State. You know, you don't really need to throw the ball against those guys. You know, do a little bubble screen, little whatever, little jet sweep, run the ball. You know, they're not going to beat you. They're not a threat. Surely, surely, the Notre Dame game, I figure, we're going to open this thing up. We're going to be Notre Dame by 30. Because I think my prediction was like a 24-point prediction. And to be honest, some of you kind of asked about the podcast uh, last time when we faced Notre Dame. How come I didn't do it? I said, honestly, I, I, I was so frustrated because I'm like, I mean, I've been fans since I was seven. I'm like, I can't believe his Notre Dame game and you're still not opening it up. What a deep throws down the field. You're still not opening up that offense. You throw some deep balls down the field, make the cornerbacks, you know, honest. The, the play action and the running game will open even more so. I mean, <sighs> I, like what's going on? That's okay. I was frustrated. No, I had started. I started work assignment. I said I'm just gonna not do a podcast this time around. I wait after Tennessee game, seven o'clock, Neyland Stadium. Gonna go up there. I know we're facing against uh, Jim Cheney, but whatever. He sucks too. So I wasn't. I wasn't worried about our defense getting too much against uh, Tennessee because. It's James Coley. Uh, we just had, had a bad couple plays there to start it off, but we got over that. Did a lot of more points after the second quarter. But the surely this inferior opponent, we're gonna open up, open it up, and we're gonna drop some long bombs. And no, I'm, I'm. This is gonna be part of me venting. So excuse me, guys. I got to get this off my chest because it's just, it's just on me. We're still not opening up the offense, and James Coley looks worse than Jim Cheney, which I didn't think was possible. I've had rice cakes that had more flavor than a James Coley offense in Georgia. And for Jake Fromm to overcome this rice cake plain looking play calling and do what he did and do what he, he continued to do you can't convince me he's not the best quarterback in all the college football you, you just can't like I said he's better he's better he's better than Tua he's better than Trevor he's better than Justin he's better than everybody he just is cause they ain't got that that guy calling plays And so I'm like, okay, I'm not. And some of you may say, well, can you over, you maybe, maybe you're just overthinking it. You know, you're going, you know, just calm down, relax. We won the game. That's great. I'm looking at the long run. I'm not looking at did we just win. I'm looking at how we won and how we going to match up against Alabama or LSU or Ohio State. How are we going to match up against them? How are we going to match up against a Clemson? When you start to playing these tougher teams, our offense has to evolve to give us a better chance 
and win a national championship this year. Now, I was, well, I'm so frustrated because, like I said, I've been a fan since I was seven. I'm so tired of the 1980 jokes. I'm so tired of getting close and not getting over that hump. And so, we got we got Curry in his fourth year. We got all these great recruits. We, there's nobody more talented than George in the country right now. Nobody is more talented than us. We might have somebody just as, just as talented, but nobody's more talented. And nobody's going to be more physical than us. They said it last year, the 2018 team, that Georgia's most physical team. Yeah, I get the whole thing wearing down, but we also got to open up. And so I'm looking at, okay, what are we going to do against these teams? And it looks like James Cole is going to be in the way. And I understand he's a great recruiter. I get all that. But this this vanilla offense got to go. I'm to the point where, and I never thought I would say this, and I, I guess you don't realize what you got until it's gone. I would, I mean, I'm talking about if, if Colorado State, if Colorado State was to say, okay, you know what, Mike Bobo, we're going to let you go. It's not working out. I would be in a car, on a plane, on a boat, on a moped, on a scooter, on a bicycle. First thing, on foot, whatever I had to do, get myself to Colorado and say, come on, Mike Bobo, come back to Georgia, BDOC, and open up this offense. I know Mike Bobo had his, his certain moments, but at least he opened up the offense and let the ball get thrown down the field a lot. Because he was here, Aaron Murray, that was, that was never a complaint about we're not throwing the ball enough. It was never a complaint about not taking deep shots. Because, I mean, Aaron Murray had a really great career at Georgia. Averaging, what, 30 touchdowns a season. So, I would love to have him back. We did, we, we did not we did not have two thousand two one thousand yard backs, but we did at least have one thousand yard back and like another seven hundred yard back, and that's that's fine. I'm just a little concerned. I'm seeing what other teams are doing. I'm like, we got to open up because we on we on the verge of something great. And I said this in 2017. I didn't have a podcast then, but. I said back in 2017 that this was a make-or-break year for Georgia because the thing that was selling at Georgia was championships and coming here and being a champion and getting on the ground floor or doing something special, and it worked. And so the 2017 season, had we went eight and five, we would not have we would not have had the 2018 recruits. We would not have had the 2019 uh, recruits that we had. We finished number two in the country. We would not have this top, what we top three now, or top four, whatever it is, right now so far recruiting for 2020. That 2017 season paid off major for us in recruiting. But now, you got Jake Fromm, who's a third year junior. You got all this talent. And so now, the selling point got to be we got to be Alabama. LSU. Will, will we face an SEC championship game? We got to beat them. We have to. And hopefully this year we win it all. Because one thing I'm not, I am not confident about, when Jake Fromm leaves, who's going to develop the quarterback? I don't trust James Coley. I'll be honest with you. 
And like I said, if if by some miracle, I don't say a miracle, but if we do win it all, it's gonna be because because how great Jake Fromm is. I just don't, I just don't trust James Cole. And the the bright side and then the thing that got me upbeat about still winning all this year, still going to playoffs, still winning the SEC. It's the heart and the determination and the will of our players. They, they're going to step up. Our defense is going to step up yet again in big-time games. Jake Fromm is going to step up in big-time games. I mean, he's big, he stepped up anyway. But I'm also looking at the future of the program. I don't want an adequate play caller getting in the way of a possible dynasty. I'll be if if by some miracle, not saying not some miracle, but by chance, we do have a chance. If we win it all this year, I would love for somebody to hire James Coley away. I understand he's a great recruiter. His play call is atrocious. I mean, the t- we talking about the tight ends getting involved. The tight ends not that involved. Like, uh, it, it's we we got uh, we got potentially the number one tight end in the country who's six foot eight, two hundred sixty pounds, Darnell Washington out of, out of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. You know, word is he's you know rumor is he's a solid commit, but that can change at any point in time. But he seems to be really strong towards the dog. So we pull it, and Theo Johnson out of Canada, who's a tight end, who's like a 4 or 5 40, who's very talented. You know, we, we're still pulling the top recruits in the country. But we got to use them. And I'm looking at our team, and our team looks like right now the 2014 version or the 2015 version of Alabama when you run the, run the ball, pound the ball, and defense. But that worked good. That worked good for them. Now we have to evolve into a greater offense. So I'm still holding on. We winning all this year. I still believe the the, the disappointment from last year and 2017 is still there, and that's going to push us to dominate and go out there and win it. But also looking long term, what's to come next? So. That's all I got right now for this podcast. Uh, next week, next Saturday, well, this Saturday coming now, uh, 12 o'clock kickoff at Sanford Stadium. We're going to grill some chicken on the sidelines and on the field when the game cops come to town. Another inferior opponent. I'm not worried about them. Uh, the final score, probably, I don't know what, 48 13. They'll probably get another seven points in garbage time, make it 48 13. Or 51 to 13. We're going to blow them out. Well, we should. But something needs to change. I trust Kirby. Um, these players, they want it better than I do. And I think they want it better than all of us do. Because they want on the field. So, it'll be an interesting season. And I'm still saying national champions. But with that, I'm also still saying. We need a high real OC. Period. I want us to be dominating for years to come. 
We deserve it. We're the most loyal fan base. We're the greatest college football town. George the greatest college football job. And they ain't just me talking. Those are stats that have been voted on. There's no place like the Classic City. And no better fan base than, than Georgia Bulldogs. So, that's it. That's what I got. But uh, if you haven't already, uh, follow me on uh, subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at We Are Dog Nation. And I'm working on a Facebook page. We Are Dog Nation Facebook page. I got it up. Um, but I got to, you know, it's just up right now. I got to really critique it and, you know, make it look all good and shiny and all that good stuff. And also, I believe you can go ahead and subscribe to it. I'm not quite sure, but I am working on my YouTube channel where we'll be doing videos here pretty soon. Uh, if not this season, definitely by next season and to recruit it and all that. Uh, definitely in 2020, I will be starting my uh, YouTube page. I'll talk about Georgia football here as well. And I do believe you can go ahead and subscribe to that. It's all the same. We are Dog Nation. Um, be it Instagram, be it Twitter, be it Facebook, uh, etc. So, I appreciate you guys listening. If you are a first-time listener, please come back. I don't normally rant like this uh, on, our, on, on one of the coaches. I'm just kind of frustrated. I had to get off my chest. It just went heavy on me. But uh, if you are a turn listener, I appreciate you coming back listening. I appreciate you all you guys asking me about what the latest podcast was at. You know what happened last week, well, two weeks ago. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, more than you know, I really, really do. But I was just frustrated after the Notre Dame game. I just was like, ah, I can't do it. I was gonna say some stuff that was not uh, quite pleasing because this is a family show. <laughs> so, but I, I love the atmosphere. I will say about Notre Dame game, I love the atmosphere. I loved the playoff feeling. I love how the field looked on TV. I love how the lights hit the stadium. It was amazing atmosphere. I, I know how it looked on TV. It was just amazing. It was it was big time. It, it was it, it was going to show you where Georgia's headed. And so, I'm, I'm, of course, you know I'm passionate about this. And if I'm a, no matter who you are, if you if you if you're a coach and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. I want you out the way because you're standing where my Bulldogs being great. But I'm not talking about Kirby. I'm talking about James Cole because Kirby, we got our guy. We got our guy. He can't go anywhere. And I got a friend of mine always talking about, you know, he's going to coach the Falcons next. No, he won't. I'll be on his doorstep blocking him in. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> All right. So, but anyway, that's it. I'll catch you guys next week. Again, final score, South Carolina prediction, 51 dogs. South Carolina 13. Until then, have a great Bulldog day, a great Bulldog week, and I'll be back next Sunday with yet another podcast with the We Are Dog Nation podcast. Take care, guys. Have a great week.